Lightly You is a student-run University of Utah sports podcast featuring writers from the sports desk of the Daily Utah Chronicle. Every episode, members of the Chronicle Sports Desk will talk about all things Utah athletics, including game recaps, previews, and any breaking news in the world of Utah sports. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is episode one of Light to You, Daily Utah Chronicle podcast. I'm Ethan Pierce here with Chase Mullen, and um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some Utah athletics today. How about that, Chase? <laughs> yeah, honestly, super stoked. So, for those of you who don't know, um, so Ethan and I both write for the Daily Utah Chronicle Sports Desk. We're students here at the U, big Utah sports fans. Honestly, just big sports geeks. Uh, Ethan is the head editor for the Sports Desk for the. Um, Daily Utah Chronicle sports page, and I am the assistant editor. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say we're decently knowledgeable about this, but yes, sir. So we're um, we've each got our our areas of expertise, some sports that we're into more than others. Uh, we have all of our writers covering every sport that goes on here at the U. Um, just on a personal level, I cover men's basketball. Their season's over now, but I was uh, at every single game that they played at home this season. Chase has been working on the gymnastics beat this year. Um, and they're still going strong with the uh, NCAA championships this weekend uh, for them. So uh, we've got we got a lot going on. A couple sports have wrapped up. A couple still going. We got spring football going. Um, lots of stuff going on. So yeah. So I guess I mean we're just here to kind of dive into it. Like Ian said, my main beat is the gymnastics team. So we definitely want to dive into that a little bit. And then I think we're gonna you know touch on just a little bit about the women's basketball team. Their amazing run this year. And then also get into the uh, quite polar opposite men's basketball team in their run this year <laughs> yeah uh, unfortunate yeah and then uh, I don't know maybe give a brief little touch up on spring football so that's kind of our agenda for today so I mean getting right into it I know I mean gymnastics at the University of Utah it's a it's a huge sport so I want to you know kind of get into that they're going to the NCAA um, the first round of that of the championships uh, starting tonight actually so by the time this goes up uh, it'll be I mean the first round will be done but for those of you who don't know like the gymnastics team is actually pretty huge at, at Utah. Like it's kind of shocking to people when I say that we get arguably more fans for gymnastics than we do for basketball for I'd say Absolutely. both. Yeah. Yeah, men's, yeah. Gymnastics is huge here, man. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like I'd say like, it's, it's definitely, I mean, like since, since like the eighties, like my dad says he remembers like, you know, going to gymnastics meets and that kind of thing. So I, it's kind of just been really fun to, to cover them, but yeah. So overall this year, they've had a great, great season. They're number four in the nation right now. That's been about where they've been lingering all season. They recently won the PAC 12 championship uh, out at the Maverick center in West Valley. That was super cool, super exciting. They've just had a really good season, but they've had one or two just kind of mishaps. They fell to number 11 Cal this, this year, which wasn't that bad of a loss because Cal's really good. And then they also lost to an unranked Arizona team, which was honestly just like the most cataclysmic failure, catastrophic. <laughs> Pretty failure. shocking when that right. happened. Yeah, like seriously, that was like, that was, I, I equated to like when like that uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, like beat Virginia in March Madness. <laughs> you know, it was that, yeah, like, yeah. I was shocked, like genuinely shocked. But it's just been fun to watch. And I'm kind of rambling on, but like, I'll just never forget when I first took this position, like covering them. 
my very first press conference, like I'm there, I'm quiet the entire time. And one of the reporters asks, like, he's like, Hey, so how about those rankings? And they're all like, yeah, you know, we're just very disappointed to be ranked number four and like all this stuff. And then I, I raised my hand and I was like, guys, like, am I like tripping? Like being ranked number four, not like a good thing. And literally <laughs> the, the whole room paused and then just erupted laughter. And they're, yeah. they're like, yeah, look, we're going for the national championship. Sure. And so I went home. I mean, I'm, I'm going on another side here, but I went home that same day and I like started to write my season preview article. And I found out that who I was uh, interviewing was Grace McCallum, who's currently won a silver medal in the Olympics. Yeah. So it's <laughs> just like, yeah, just kind of shocked. By yeah. That. It's so, a, it's a big deal. We, we take gymnastics super seriously. We've got multiple Olympians on the team. You know, they, like Chase was just saying, man, they're not satisfied with number four. Utah wants to win the whole thing. So that's what they're going to be going up against this weekend. Like Chase was saying, you know, by the time you guys are hearing this, you know, potentially those championships could have been decided already. Um, we're recording this Thursday afternoon before those uh, kick off this evening, I believe. So um, we'll see how they do this weekend. Uh, certainly some high expectations for the gymnastics team, but uh, nothing that they can't meet for sure because they've been really successful all season. So they've got a good chance to win the whole thing. You know, there's some really solid teams, obviously Oklahoma, who they beat, uh, Utah beat this year. Granted, it was at, it was at home. Also going to have to face off against a school like Michigan. Um, some really tough teams, but I think that, I mean, if they do their thing, especially if their beam lineup, which has been, it's the number one beam lineup in the nation, uh, headlined by Miley O'Keefe Jr., uh, all that good stuff. Like, I think that, um, as long as their beam lineup stays consistent and they're able to just, you know, kind of not crap the bed in the other events, I think they should be, should be pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's so, what's at stake for gymnastics this weekend. They've had a, they've had a great season so far, regardless of the outcome this weekend, I would say it's been a success, but, uh, they're not going to be satisfied. So we'll see how they do. We're going to, we're going to pivot to basketball. Let's start on the men's side. Um, because they did not have a great year transfer portals churning. They've had um, multiple players put their name in the transfer portal. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be another offseason of a lot of turnover. Um, this is going to be the second year under Craig Smith. And um, as we know, last season, um, when they got rid of Larry Kristoviak, most of the roster transferred away. Uh, Craig Smith built the team pretty much on the fly, um, put together a brand new roster with a lot of, you know, a couple of veterans, a lot of younger guys, a couple of guys followed him from Utah State, where he had the job previously. It was just an overall, I don't want to say it was a disappointing season for them because we knew it was going to be a rebuild year, but uh, they finished 11th in the Pac-12, lost in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, big, long losing streak in like January, December, January, you know, they, they just did not play well. And um, it's going to be a lot of turnover for them this offseason. Yeah. I mean, but the good thing about college basketball is, and I think especially with the transfer portal, I mean, you can honestly flip a team around in one year. And I think that, I mean, rebuilding in basketball, it's not like other sports where, you know, you take three or four years to rebuild the program. I think that with basketball and kind of one and done mentality, I think in two years, like honestly, it's yep. done well, we could be pretty good in basketball. Yeah. And that's the so, thing that one of the things about Craig Smith is that he is a very, very talented recruiter. A lot of recruiting ties across the country overseas and stuff like that. He's been able to get players to come play for him at his previous coaching spots. You know, now he's at Utah. They've got a bigger budget. They're a bigger brand name. You know, they've, they've been a successful basketball program in the past, of course, under Rick Majerus and other previous coaches. And so Craig Smith is not going to have problems trying to find guys to come to the U. He's going to be able to, to, you know, to get his hands in there and get dirty and, uh, and get some recruits coming here. And um, hopefully that's what ends up happening over the next couple of years. Um, but I, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be the case. And so they're going to be, you know, they're going to be at work. We've heard a lot of rumors um, from, you know, transfer players across the country hearing from Utah, nothing concrete. The only player that we have for next year confirmed is Wilkins exact a junior who is, um, 
a guy who he's, he's going to be a freshman next season. He's originally from Canada and he's been playing in the Mexico basketball prep league, I believe is what it is. It's like an NBA sponsored thing playing in Mexico. So, um, you know, he's, he's a big wing. He's listed at six, five, but he's like big, strong dude. He came on his visit to Utah. Um, one of their last home games of the year, uh, saw him in person. He's a really big guy. And so um, hopefully he ends up working out for them. Uh, other than that, they don't have anybody new. They have a lot of transfers. We know Radley Batten's going to be gone. He committed to, uh, I believe, Cal State Bakersfield, I believe is what it was, somewhere close to where he grew up in California. So he's me playing at a smaller school, you know, with some more opportunity for him there. So a couple of other guys in the transfer portal, David Jenkins Jr., Lahat Chun, uh, Jack Jamelli, but uh, they're going to have spots to fill out the roster. Yeah, so I'm actually good friends with Jack Jamelli. So um, yeah. from what I've talked to, he likes Craig Smith. Um, Jack Jamelli, he... So he went to like my rival high school um, growing up and like we're, I don't know how exactly that family connection, it, but it was like a family friend thing. I don't know exactly how yeah. it was, but we're, we're friends. So he says that, I mean, he's, I, he says like, you know, he likes Craig Smith. He thinks the program's going in a good direction. So it all seems like good stuff. Stoked on that front. How, how good were we last year? Cause I, I forget. And like, when was the last time we were like a top 25 like tournament team? I, I believe it was 2016 was the last time Utah made the tournament. Um, that was with Jakob Pertl and Kyle Kuzma, who are both NBA players yeah. right now, yeah. uh, both drafted in the first round. So um, that was the last time when they had some really good talent and, and DeLon Wright, I believe, is on that team also. So all three of those guys playing in the NBA right now. And, uh, you know, they had a couple of decent years after that under Larry, but uh, the program kind of started to deteriorate a little bit. Last season, they were just kind of average, middle of the Pac-12, didn't have a ton going for them. And of course, had a bunch of guys transfer who have gone on to play pretty significant roles for tournament teams this year. I mean, if you're talking about guys like Timmy Allen and Alfonso Plummer, Pella Larson, even Ian Martinez, I don't think they made the tournament, but uh, they've all played significant roles for other teams. So, you know, if you want to talk about what the problem with last season was, it wasn't necessarily the roster. They clearly had a lot of talent. It's just, uh, you know, things weren't necessarily utilized in the correct way. So hopefully Craig Smith can, you know, build this program back up to, to what it has been in the past. And um, I do think they're on the right track. Yeah, I mean, I have faith in, in what they're doing. Like, yeah, I mean, like just when my dad was here back in, back in the 80s, he had said that, but this was before Utah was big in football. He's like, basketball was the big sport at Utah. Back Absolutely. Back. Now it's all football. Like, he's like, do you go to a lot of basketball games? I'm like, no, I mean, it's just not, it's not <laughs> as big. But it's because we're not as good. I, I'm sure like five years ago when we were top 25, I remember watching games on like Pac-12 Network, and it, was, yep. it seemed like pretty, pretty vibrant. But. I remember coming to games here as a teenager. I, I went to one that I remember specifically. It was against UCLA at the Huntsman Center. We sat in the very back row. We sat at the very top of the Huntsman in the back row. The stadium was completely packed. And it was um, Lonzo Ball was there with UCLA at the time. And uh, yeah. it came down to the very last possession. Kyle Kuzma had a chance to win it at the buzzer. Uh, he missed and Utah lost by one. And then uh, Kuzma and Ball ended up playing for the Lakers together the next season. So just interesting how that all worked out. But. Yeah, no, that's that's actually super sick. That's a story to tell. Yeah, it's a um, game. Yeah. All right. So now moving on to more complicated stuff, uh, women's <laughs> basketball. Because yeah. so like, I mean, those are our beats. Like I can talk to Nassik, you can talk to men's basketball all day. And we, we just need our friend Brian here because, I mean, Brian's got – he's the women's yeah. basketball. He knows, I mean, he knows women's basketball I've been I've been tuned into them quite a bit as they've made their tournament run I haven't you know been at the games and been with them all season I did actually cover that beat a couple of years ago like it's been like three seasons ago now but uh, I am a little bit familiar with that team they made a, a run to the second round of the NCAA tournament lost to number two seed Texas 
um, in a game that was close for a little bit, but uh, Texas kind of overwhelmed Utah with all their size and strength. But it, nonetheless, it was a great season for them. They, you know, making that run to the round of 32 was not expected prior to the year. Uh, they had a lot of rough patches this season. Last year was really rough for them, but uh, they came together and, and really great coaching by Lynn Roberts. A couple of freshmen that really showed up and uh, and gave a really incredible year for for the women's basketball team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I think they finished, what was it, last? I think in the Pac-12 last year. And it, then, it, if it wasn't last, it was close to that. <laughs> yeah, and then just to turn it around this year, it's like they honestly, like I, I feel like I had never heard much about women's basketball throughout my four years here and then this year was the first time that I was like holy crap like it was like actually kind of a thing on campus like women's basketball so it, it was just fun to fun to see um I definitely watched a couple of games but yeah it was completely unexpected so I mean I think that also they're a pretty young team so it'll be interesting absolutely to see. they yeah. I mean I believe um Jenna Neepkins I think she won Pac-12 freshman of the year if I'm not mistaken uh her and Jenna Johnson were both named to the all-freshman team for the Pac-12 so they've got two two freshmen who are stars I believe they're both from Minnesota and they're going to be franchise cornerstones for this team for the next couple of years you know hopefully Utah can continue to build around them and uh, continue to you know fill around the margins but with those two on the team and you know hopefully getting better every single game every single season um they're going to be real contenders in the Pac-12 for the next couple of years now it's going to be tough because the Pac-12 is a extremely deep women's basketball conference. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, Utah went all the way to the uh, the conference finals in the tournament in Las Vegas and and lost to Stanford there. Um, Stanford is arguably the best program in yeah. the country in the, in the yeah. country. I mean, if not, they're up there. They're right now. I mean, you know, as we're recording this, Stanford is in the final four. By the time you're hearing this, they might have won the tournament. They might have been bumped already. But regardless, they're a one seed for a reason. They're a really damn good team. And and if Utah wants to compete with them, it's going to take a lot of work. But uh, I wouldn't say it's out of the question. I, I, this team is really on the upswing. Yeah. Um, how's your uh, women's basketball March Madness bracket going? Not great. Same as my yeah. men's. They they've both yeah. kind of fallen apart. <laughs> yeah, both should be. I, mean, I I didn't fill one out. I got to admit that. But yeah, the men's basketball one. Yeah, it's going crappy. So no. Yeah, right. the the my men's one. I had UCLA winning the whole thing, and uh, they're out now. For my women's, I think I actually did pick Stanford to go the whole way. So um, yeah. they're still in, but but a, a couple of the other upsets kind of ruined me. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> hasn't been going great. Yeah, I mean, that is what it is. Like, every single year, it's like, damn, I'm going to fill this out. Like, what if it happens? Like, what if I do get the perfect bracket? And then it's like, I get, like, second to last. <laughs> that's so that's like, how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's my spiel on women's basketball. They're, they're a super talented team. They're on the upswing. Program's going to be going to be really good for years to come. Hopefully, they continue to, you know, hit the transfer portal, um, see what you can get out there. Um, they're losing um, Drew Gilton, who is their, you know, been their longtime point guard. She played five seasons for Utah, really got them organized on offense, getting everybody involved. And she uh, just played out her final year with the team. So they're going to be looking for replacements for sure up and down the roster, but uh, they definitely have the potential to get better. Um, so what else? I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today, touch on? I mean, I think... Um, I think that we would like to bring on, I mean, we have a, a desk that covers like every sport of you. Uh, I'm thinking next week, we'd like to bring on someone who covers like a smaller sport. Um, and like, I mean, a lot of our, our sports are out of season, but we definitely want to bring people on each week um, to just kind of discuss like smaller sports that don't get as much attention. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. That, so, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, like as of right now, I mean, what, what else do we want to talk about? I, mean, you, I just you, wanted to touch on spring football a little bit. They've been so that's, you know, football is the biggest thing here at the U. And uh, we've been in spring ball for about a week and a half now, closer to two weeks. You know, there's usually not 
a ton to like overreact to from spring football. It's kind of just like, Hey, let's see the freshmen. Let's see, you know, anybody who switches positions, uh, get some news there, get some quotes from cam rising and call it a day. Right. Yeah. So, so not a ton to report on from spring ball. From what I've heard, Jalen Glover has looked awesome. That's not at all surprising. He was, he was such a stud in high school down in Florida and um, he is fully committed to the U. I mean, we've had all those quotes from him about how excited he is to come here um, and how excited he is to be a part of this program. We got Tavion Thomas coming back and Makai Bernard, that running back room is going to be stacked. You know, that that's pretty much the biggest storyline of the week that I can think of from, uh, from spring ball. We'll see how this shapes up over the next couple of weeks. They're going to be playing a little bit. You know, we have a so. spring game. Or yeah, start. spring game's coming up. I don't uh, remember the exact date on that, but I believe it's pretty soon. So we should yeah. get to see some of these guys in action. Yeah, just out of curiosity, where did you sit at the Rose Bowl? Like when you covered it? Press box on the, um, I I don't know, I guess what direction it was. I'm pretty sure the press box is on the bus. Yeah, there's, there's two, there was two press boxes at the Rose Bowl when I went. Okay. They had They had like, one on one side of the stadium and then like in the middle was all the broadcast people. And then on the other side, it was the other press and they like put all the Utah guys in the same one and they put the Ohio state people in the other side. So I was kind of with all the same people that I'm usually with at the home game. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, dude, that's, that's badass. Honestly, it was was great seats too. They did. They did the paper like pay for you to fly out there. Like, really? Damn. I drove, I I drove down with my family because my my parents wanted to go see the Rose Bowl and they I was actually planning to fly but that week was a lot of flight cancellations because it was around the holidays and big COVID waves and stuff going on so I was a little nervous about my flight getting canceled and it was supposed to connect me to Denver and then to LA from Denver it was a two-legger and I was like it's going to get delayed and I'm going to get stuck in Denver and it was the night before the game and I was like I'm not risking this I'll just go with my parents because they're driving down there anyway yeah um, and then i ended up catching my flight home the day after the game so that's sick dude. honestly yeah that's that's super sick honestly i should have tried to get the paper to pay for me to go to <laughs> texas for gymnastics. it was yeah it was a really good um it was a really good experience to be able to go down there and cover the rose bowl um, yeah. super super fun yeah also i mean i've been to some great sporting events in my entire life like that single-handedly might have been like the coolest atmosphere i've been to honestly yeah like, just yeah, it was just awesome. So. Absolutely. I mean, and like that game was just incredible. I mean, Great. just, I mean, that's an, that's an instant classic that I believe the final was 48 to 45. Um, yeah. Utah had the lead and then just, I mean, our secondary just couldn't do anything to keep up with their, with their air attack. Understandably. I mean, yeah. shout out to Makai Bernard for stepping up and, and getting into that secondary playing cornerback. Yeah. Short notice, but. And Brenton Covey, once again, with yeah. another kickoff return, going to miss that. I mean, I mean that dude, that press box was shaking when Covey did that. Yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah. I was, I, everybody I, was hyped. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> we'll have to get Brenton Covey on here at some point. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, another note on Covey, too, is that uh, I, I did see a quote from him that he feels like he boosted his stock at Utah's Pro Day um, with his – his performance there. And um, I think he's got a pretty good shot at getting drafted. I know a couple of my buddies are, are pretty skeptical on his chances, but I, I, I like Covey in the sixth or seventh round. I'll just put that out there. He's dude. I mean, he's worth taking a, just taking a chance with, honestly, like I, I could see him. Do you bring him on just to return kicks? Like that's, it. I mean, I, I remember 
when the Rose Bowl was happening, there was a bunch of tweets because everybody's watching, you know, the whole nation's watching, right? And so mm-hmm. there's all these people who were not super familiar with Covey and the Utes, but they're like uh, all those memes about Bill Belichick seeing the small white slot receiver, like, you know, rubbing his hands and getting ready yeah. to draft him. Yeah. So I would not be shocked if the Patriots uh, ended up scooping up Britain. It's a very Bill Belichick thing to do. Like, honestly, Absolutely. just get someone who's really good at one thing kind of thing. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the other note about the draft, too, is um, we'll see if Devin Lloyd, I mean, where he ends up. He's going to be a first-round pick. We just don't know where. We've got, you know, four or five other guys who could be drafted. I don't know if anybody else is a lock to actually go. I know Nephi Sewell is projected, like, fifth or sixth round. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see where that what, what happens in the draft for Utah in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so stay tuned. Well, I mean, we'll definitely be talking about that going yep. forward. We'll sure. be covering that. We'll be covering everything that goes on. Like I said, you know, kind of at the beginning, a lot of the, a lot of the sports are, um, you know, in the off season right now. Both basketballs are done. Obviously, football is is not playing for a couple of months now. So, you know, we've got a lot of smaller sports that we want to spotlight and we want to talk about. Um, we'll talk about gymnastics after they're finished up. Uh, yeah, that's that's the plan. We'll be back, uh, you know, for next time when we uh, when we talk about some other stuff. So. Go Utes, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, go Utes, by the way. Yeah. Go Utes, light the U. Um, life is good. So, um, anyway, I think that's about all we had for today. Uh, thanks to Chase for coming on, and um, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Cool, later.